everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, a no-nonsense approach to everything preparedness. My name is Terry, and I am your host here on The Breakdown. For those of you who don't know me, I have a background in the fire service where I have worked as a professional career firefighter and paramedic. I have also served a couple years in the military, and I have spent the better part of the last 25 to 30 years learning and prepping in some form or another. I currently own a preparedness supply company and serve as an instructor in many disciplines, including firearms and medical training. So with that covered, let's get started with today's episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Okay, today is Saturday, February 5th, 2022, and today's episode is Episode 6 Alpha, What is Your Plan? Hello everybody, today we are going to talk about what your plan is, and we are also introducing our first ever Echo episode that will be available to our P38 Club subscribers. We will tell you how you can join the P38 Club later in the podcast so that you can take advantage of our exclusive content. In episode 2 Alpha, Having the Right Mindset, I talked a little bit about having a plan and a backup plan. I explained the military acronym PACE, P-A-C-E, and we talked a bit about evaluating your situation. Today we are going to expand on that a little bit further. What is your plan? We have talked about having the right mindset, but that is just the beginning of the journey to preparedness. If you truly want to make the most of your journey, you will need to have a specific plan and know what it is. Your plan should get reviewed and revised often. It should be a working document, one that is never complete. When I say document, I mean just that. Your plans should be written down on paper or on a spreadsheet or a Word document and printed from time to time. Many people think they have a plan and it's all in their head, which they think is fine. However, if you have one written down to look at, you will be able to see discrepancies in your plan, maybe duplications. Maybe on paper it looks different and maybe doesn't look quite right. You will be able to utilize your written version to study on and make sure your ducks are in a row. So what should your plan look like? This plan of yours should be super comprehensive and all-inclusive. It needs to address everything you can think of from a preparedness perspective. This includes your current situation, where you know you need to be, and it should cover extended components of what may come into play like family and friends joining you and how it integrates with your team or tribe. Your plan should be broken down into several parts and several sections. Section 1. Goals. Section 1 should consist of general direction for your short-term, immediate, and long-term goals. In the short-term goals, you should list out those things that you would like to see in the immediate future. These should be things that you are in need of or are high on your priority list. In episode 4 Alpha, we talked about prioritizing your preps, so we won't get into it here. If you missed it, you may want to go back to episode 4 and give it another listen. Having short-term goals will allow you to focus on the here and now, on the things that are most important. I would keep your short-term goals to those you would like to achieve in the next 12 months or less. 
Intermediate goals are things you should focus on over the next one to five years. This seems like a long time span, but it isn't in the grand scheme of things. Your immediate goal should be those things that are just out of reach of your short-term goals, but well within reach in the coming years. Your long-term goals should include those things on your priority list that are further down the road than that five-year mark. I would say long-term, you should be thinking about 10, 20, or even 30 years down the road. The farther out you plan, the better off you will be when that time comes around. Think about a tree. How many years it takes for a tree to mature and in some cases bear fruit or serve the purpose that the tree is supposed to serve? Take a tree that is planted with the purpose of being a windbreak. It takes years and years and years for that tree to develop into what it was intended to be. If the person who planted it didn't have that long-term goal of having a windbreak, that tree may have never been planted. Some things take a long time to develop, and this is where your long-term goals come into play. Section 2. Priority List Items After you have listed your short, immediate, and long-term goals, you should start to focus on the specific items that you have listed in priority order. List out everything, and I mean absolutely everything according to what your highest priority is, and then the next, and then the next after that, and so on. Remember the PACE, P-A-C-E acronym we discussed in Episode 2 Alpha? It is referring to your plan, your backup plan, your backup to the backup, and so on. PACE, P-A-C-E, stands for Primary, Alternate, Contingency, and Emergency. So when you take each item or concept in your plan, you should list out the PACE, for that item or concept. In the prepping world, most people have heard of the rule of threes. Three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, three weeks without food. So using this example, air is the most important. And let me clarify that I understand it may not be the most important for you on top of your priority list, but we will use it as such for the purpose of this example. So air. What is your plan for air? We know we need to protect our lungs, right? As I look back at what happened on September 11, 2001 and the collapse of the Twin Towers, I know that a great many people died as a result of inhaling all of the dust and debris that filled the streets at Ground Zero. So we know that protecting our lungs is vital to our survival. So we go through the process of listing our plan out using the PACE, P-A-C-E method. P, primary. What is your primary plan for protecting yourself from a lung injury? For me, I would list, leave the area and don't be caught in an environment that is detrimental to my lungs to begin with. So P, get the hell out of Dodge. That is my primary plan for air. A, alternate. What is my alternate plan for protecting my lungs? Again, for me, my alternate plan is to utilize my Mira Safety CM6M gas mask with either a CBRN filter or a particulate filter. This affords me the best opportunity to protect my lungs should I find myself in a situation that I need to. A, alternate gas mask. C, contingency. What is my contingency plan for protecting my lungs? Again, for me, this is using a filtered mask like a painter's mask or an N95 mask. Yes, N95 masks will not stop viruses but they will stop particulates. And in the case of a dust storm, they will likely save your life. So my contingency plan is to use an N95 mask, 
C, contingency. N95 mask. E, emergency. What is my emergency plan for protecting my lungs? For me, it is to just use any other piece of cloth, a handkerchief, bandana, a shemog, even a t-shirt. Anything to cover my mouth and nose from inhaling particulates. Now, obviously, this does not work if exposed to a chemical, radiological, or nuclear threat. That is why the gas mask is my alternate plan. E, emergency, bandana, or shemog. Now that I have the air component listed, including the PACE plan, I need to move on to the next most important thing on my priority list. In the example we are using, it would be shelter. So I would list shelter and the PACE plan that goes along with it. And after shelter, water. And after water, food. And after food, well, you get the drift. As I said earlier, your plan needs to be extensive and comprehensive. Section 3. SWOT analysis, SWOT analysis, and threat assessment. After you have listed your priority list items, it is time for you to conduct a SWOT analysis and threat assessment. The SWOT analysis consists of looking at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We look at these from a holistic perspective in order to identify gaps in our plan. So, what are our strengths? For me, some of my strengths would include a working knowledge of preparedness concepts, a well-stocked contingent of several preparedness items, being part of a mutual assistance group, and having certain skill sets that are unique to being well-prepared, like my years of experience as a paramedic. My weaknesses would include still needing knowledge in certain areas of preparedness, like I don't know much about, say, aquaponics, herbal remedies, and effective canning, Weaknesses would also include a not-so-well-stocked contingent of other preparedness items and a lack of a specific prepping partner, aside from my tribe members. Opportunities would include the ability to connect with other like-minded people and to learn from them as they learn from me, and the opportunity to further my preps, training, knowledge, and skills. And threats? Threats would include some specific vulnerabilities of certain locations that I utilize, the general state of the union, and the possibilities associated with supply chain issues. When I say threats here, I am talking about those threats that are lurking from a general preparedness perspective. When I suggest that you also conduct a threat assessment, this is more geared toward specific security threats, like, does your location have any high-speed avenues of approach? Are there any places at your location that you are blind to where a threat could manifest? Do you have perimeter vulnerabilities? Does your home have things that have been put into place to make it a harder target, like reinforcing doors with security plates and long screws in the hinges? Stuff like that. As a part of this section, you should conduct a SWOT analysis and a separate threat assessment to be included in this section. The whole purpose behind conducting a SWOT analysis and a threat assessment is so that you can identify any gaps between where you are and where you need to be. It is super important that you are brutally honest with yourself and your situation when conducting these assessments. If you are not, then you will not be able to truly identify the gaps that exist. Section 4. Identified Gaps in Section 4, we specifically list out the gaps we have identified through our SWOT analysis and evaluating our plan. Using the example we used earlier, 
I would have to identify one gap that exists from my pace plan in the air section. I said earlier that my alternate plan would be to use a gas mask. I said this because I currently do not have an SCBA, or self-contained breathing apparatus, one I have used in my career as a firefighter. An SCBA is far better than a gas mask with filters, but it also has its limitations and is quite costly. So while I do not have one, I would like to acquire one. Another thing I would like to acquire is a powered respirator. This is a device that you wear, typically like a backpack, and it attaches to your gas mask and provides you with powered positive pressure so it is easier to breathe when wearing the gas mask. The other thing I identified in the contingency plan for air was that I would use an N95 mask or a painter's mask with filters. While I do have the N95s, I do not have a painter's mask with filters. Within one section, air, I have identified three gaps that exist in my overall plan. I now need to figure out how I am going to eliminate those gaps. That leads us to the next section. And now, a word from our sponsor. The Preparedness Breakdown is sponsored by Iowa Preparedness Supply. Iowa Preparedness Supply provides emergency preparedness supplies, products, items, and training to individuals, families, and groups of all sizes. Any natural or man-made disaster can be difficult to navigate. However, those who plan ahead of time and are prepared have a greater chance overcoming the challenges associated with a long or short-term disaster. Plainly put, failing to plan is planning to fail. That is why Iowa Preparedness Supply wants to get the supplies, equipment, and training you need into your hands at a reasonable cost. We offer items like solar-powered flashlights, fire starters, emergency medical supplies, essential oils, ballistic armor, smoke grenades, less-than-lethal rubber ball and pepper ball guns, water filters, gas masks, and firearm laser training products, just to name a few. We also offer group training in the areas of communications, security, emergency medical, preparedness, group and team dynamics, and firearms training. You can reach us by visiting our website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com, by phone at 712-600-4509, or by sending us an email at info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion. Section 5, Definitive Acquisitions. In this section, we are going to list all the things we have identified as gaps that can be physically acquired or can be acquired through making changes to our plan. We are going to list these things in order of priority as we have done with everything else. Using our example that we have been using, I am going to put on the list in specific order, Powered Respirator, painter's mask with filters, and then SCBA in that order. Okay, wait a minute, Terry. You just said that the SCBA was far better than the gas mask. So why does it fall farther down the list? Good question. And the answer is this. I am trying to get the most bang for my buck. Because of the cost of the SCBA, it is much more feasible to acquire the powered respirator first. It is not the same as having an SCBA, but it is a fairly close second. Next on the list is the painter's mask with filters. 
This is because it falls into the contingency plan and the alternate plan is of more importance. I still have the N95 mask to use if the gas mask fails. To me, adding the painter's mask with filters is just an upgrade to my contingency plan over the N95. And finally, the SCBA. While it is a great prep to have, it kind of falls into the category of a pipe dream. Yes, maybe some year down the road after I win the lottery that I don't play, maybe I will be able to afford it and add it to my preps, thus upgrading my alternate plan. Section 6, Corrective Action Plan. In this section, we list the specific corrective actions you plan to take to correct the gaps and deficiencies listed above in the previous sections. Let me be clear. This should look completely different than your short-term, intermediate, and long-term goals. The goals are very general in nature. Example, an example of an intermediate goal may be to acquire livestock to enhance our self-sufficiency and provide meat, eggs, and milk for us long-term. Corrective actions are your immediate plans to correct deficiencies and gaps in your plan. Example, we do not have any livestock and we need some, so this spring we are going to build a chicken coop and order chickens from the local farm ag store. That is the difference between a goal and an immediate action. Some of your short-term goals may also be listed in your corrective action plan, but there should be a distinct difference in the context and specificity of the two. Don't forget to include your mutual assistance group, team, or tribe in your plan. There are two ways they can be integrated. One is to have subsections of your plan. Example, you have a section 6A for your specific corrective actions and a section 6B for your group corrective actions. The second is to create a completely different and separate comprehensive plan for your group, team, or tribe that focuses on the group as a whole. This is the preferred method for integrating your group, team, or tribe into your plan. Based on what the group comprehensive plan is, it may require you to add, subtract, or modify your individual or family plan. If your plan is for you and your immediate family, don't forget to list each individual and their specific needs, wants, and desires into your plan. This may require an additional section or two to address the family as a whole. Or you could incorporate that into the first method I suggested, which was to have a A, B, and even C subsections to each section of your plan. This method makes a whole lot more sense in the context of a family or a couple versus a group, team, or tribe. Before we go on to our kit collection segment, I would like to introduce a new addition to our premium content platform. Introducing Echo Episodes. In the Echo episodes, we will be highlighting a piece of equipment and conduct some training on that equipment. These will typically be items that may have been mentioned in the kit collection segment or other equipment items that should have some accompanied training to go along with it. So we will conduct a more in-depth training segment for a particular piece of equipment. These training segments may be as short as 5 minutes or last up to 20 minutes, based on the amount of training that needs to be conducted on that particular piece of equipment. Echo episodes are only available to our Patreon subscribers and members of the P38 Club, our $5 level of premium subscribers. If you want to have access to these Echo episodes, Bravo episodes, as well as getting discounts at Iowa Preparedness Supply, and access to engage with this podcast through live podcasts, asking questions, and other content, you will need to join our P38 Club. 
A link to the P38 Club is available in the show notes listed in the episode description. And that will bring us to our kit collection segment. In the kit collection segment, we select and review one or more items of kit or gear that is a good item to have as part of your collection of prepping items or preps. So when I say kit, I am talking about all the gear, loadout, clothing, equipment, and preps that you have and will acquire and can use in an incident should one occur. Kit collection. The item we have selected for today's kit collection segment is the Mira Safety family of gas masks and filters. We talked earlier in the episode about gas masks, so I thought that was a perfect segue into an item for our kit collection. We are going to highlight several gas mask related items in today's kit collection. These are all Mira Safety products made in the Czech Republic and is the current military issue for the Czech Republic and Lativia. All of these kit collection items that we will discuss today are available on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website as we are a stocking dealer for Mira Safety. We will start with the CM6M and the CM7M gas masks. The CM6M and CM7M come standard with a speech diaphragm and are made for professional CBRN defense, emergency preparedness, hazmat handling, military, and rescue operations. And if you don't know what CBRN stands for, it is chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear threats. The masks are composed of bromobutyl rubber and offer superior protection from the CBRN agents. These masks are used by police forces, special operations, and CBRN specialists worldwide. They use a standard NATO 40 millimeter filter and they are compatible with the PAPR, or Powered Air Purifying Respirator. The masks we offer at Iowa Preparedness Supply also come with a canteen and drinking straw inside the mask so that you can stay hydrated in a hazardous environment. Just attach the canteen to the hose and straw connected in your mask, and you are drinking water without ever having to take your mask off. The difference between the CM6M and the CM7M is that the CM6M has a full-face visor for obstruction-free peripheral vision, and the CM7M has two eye ports that are canted as to give you a better cheek weld if you plan on using it in conjunction with a rifle platform. I plan to use it in that capacity if I need to, but for my application, I am partial to the full-face vision of the CM6M. The CM6M runs $239.99 and the CM7M runs $249.95. There are several filters that can be obtained for these gas masks. The NBC77 SOF CBRN filter has the 40 millimeter threads that are compatible with a wide variety of respirators, the military spec filtration technology deployed by NATO troops across the world, and it protects from a wide range of harmful and highly toxic substances, including CBRN agents. And it has a 20-year shelf life. The NBC77 SOF CBRN filter runs $79.99. The Particle Max P3 virus filter has the same 40mm NATO threads and a 20-year shelf life. It is made from ULPA filtration technology, a step above HEPA-rated filters, and will stop 99.9995% of viral and bioparticulates. The Particle Max P3 virus filter runs $25. 
The drop leg military pouch gas mask bag comes with adjustable removable leg and shoulder straps. Side release buckles and loop closure provide tight and secure storage for your gas mask. It doubles as a dump pouch for empty magazines and other equipment and comes with dual non-slip BTS belt loops to ensure a snug fit. I have found that this mask bag will fit a gas mask with canteen and filter attached plus have room for one additional filter. The gas mask bag runs $44.95. Mira Safety also offers a host of other accessories including masks for children, a protective enclosure for infants and small pets, and the powered air purifying respirator. Having a gas mask has long been an item most preppers think is important to include in your preps. All things considered, Mira Safety has produced a high quality, effective, professional gas mask at a reasonably affordable price. If you are interested in purchasing any of the Mira Safety products highlighted in this segment, they are available on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com. A link to each of these items on the Iowa Preparedness website has been included in the show notes listed in the episode description. So today, we covered what is your plan, and we introduced you to our fourth kit collection item, the Mira Safety Gas Masks, Filters, and Accessories. I hope this was informational for you and that you can apply it to your own situation. All right, that will wrap it up for Episode 6 Alpha, What is Your Plan? If you liked this podcast, I would encourage you to like and follow us. You can help us keep this podcast going by making a donation on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website or by joining the P38 Club on our Patreon site. Subscribers will have access to exclusive content and specials when they become available and will receive a monthly discount equal to your subscription amount for purchases on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. That gives you the opportunity to get back your subscription fees while still enjoying exclusive content and access. You can find us on Facebook, Bullhorn, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, Listen Notes, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can visit our website, thepreparednessbreakdown.com, and hear us via the embedded player at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your neighbors about this new podcast dedicated to preparedness. You can also reach out to us by sending an email to info at thepreparednessbreakdown.com. You can find links to our websites, Patreon, contact information, and other show information in the show notes listed below in the episode description. And that will do it for this episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Until next time, stay vigilant, keep learning, and keep preparing. <laughs>